What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the We Run on Coffee podcast with Marissa and Erica. Today, we're bringing you a super fun episode, and we're talking all about the five love languages. And very excitingly, Marissa has officially gotten a microphone. We both have microphones, and we are bringing you the audio quality this week. Yeah, so but there's I'm no excited. promises that it works well, because <laughs> we have been working on this since like like two hours, two hours. now. <laughs> But we got here, and that's all that matters. We're yes. excited to bring you guys this episode. Happy Wednesday. We hope you are enjoying the day. If you haven't noticed yet, we did get a formal request to upload our episodes even earlier. So on Wednesdays, our episodes will drop at 12.01 a.m. right away in the morning. So you all can listen at any point in the day. So it's a little housekeeping update. Yes. But let's just jump right in today. We have a lot to talk about. So what are you drinking this morning? I still have my coffee. It's almost gone because it's been two hours of us Literally. troubleshooting this mic. <laughs> but I just made my oat milk lavender latte yet again. Yum. Nice. Okay, so I'm not drinking anything because Invisalign, which unfortunately mm-hmm. for the next few months, it might be that. But before this, I obviously did have coffee. And I want to tell you guys, I tried a new creamer. So I took a picture of it to tell you. I didn't realize it was Coffee Mate, but it's the ones that say Natural Bliss. And it looks oh, like that's yeah. the brand, but it's actually Coffee Mate, really small above it. But it's oat creamer. And it is the brown sugar flavor, and it's mm. actually so yummy. I love it. So that's been my new thing. Sugar. Yes, me too. I've been mixing that in. I mean, sometimes you use real brown sugar, but that's been a nice lazy option for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just mix that right in, and it's all good. So yeah, but I am drinking my water out of my Stanley dupe. Gotta love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, we're filming two episodes today, everyone. So we're going to be catching up with you in this episode. And then next episode, we're going to tell you what we're looking forward to. And I'm very yes. excited because we're looking forward to a lot. But yeah, let's dive into our catch up. What's new with you? Okay, so on Tuesday morning, I wake up at my 5 a.m. wake up call yes. just like normal and I'm getting ready to leave and I like walk out. I have my coffee. I have like my breakfast. I have my lunch. I have everything and I go to lock my door and it doesn't lock. Oh, and it was locking fine from the inside, but I tried to put yeah. my key in from the outside and the door would not lock. I'm creeped so, out. So I know. So I, I called... <laughs> I called the emergency maintenance line and I was like, hey guys, like I can't lock my apartment. And they were like, oh yeah, well we normally come in at eight. And I was like, well, it's 6 a.m. and I have to be at work like 10 minutes ago. And they were like, well, we can try and be there at 7.30. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I go to like work late and they finally fixed my lock so they just like basically just gave me new keys and like replaced my lock strange though but I was so confused and I like I remember earlier in the week like I had seen something like I had like messed with my locker like I had locked my door or something and it was being weird but Mm -hmm. I was like what the heck is happening so I got a new lock I got new keys I don't know what happened but that was really annoying (laughs) it's so weird how it can just go from working to not like what happened in between and I was like, did it just break? Like, yeah. it had to have. But I was like, this is so weird. And like, Kyle was at work and he FaceTimed me and he's like, can you show me exactly what you're talking about? And I was like, yeah, here. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that is so strange. That's a weird problem to have. I feel like I've never heard of that. Yeah. But so crazy. That was it. That was like my biggest update. And then I also like ordered these cute dresses and I tried to show <laughs> yes, you, but I, off. I know, but I wasn't able to. So have you heard of like Halara dresses? no I don't think so they're like these athletic dresses they're like stretchy spandex material and they have like built-in shorts but it's basically a built-in like romper underneath the shorts and 
They're so comfy. I got them in the mail yesterday. Cute. And I got like a blue one and a white one. And you're going to see me in them when I come yes. home next weekend. Oh, I'm sure. So I was just going to say that. I'm so excited <laughs> to see them. That's so cute. I had a workout dress from Old Navy, but it didn't have the shorts. So I got rid of it because I was just like, I can't. It's white and it doesn't have the shorts. I'm like, mm, yeah, not a good combo. I, I got, need the shorts. I got a white one and the back is so cute on it. And then I got like Ooh. this bright blue and I love it. I'm so I excited. I can't wait to see it. That yeah. royal blue color has been like my color right now i love yeah, it it's very I love, popular i love a bright blue <laughs> pretty wow okay that's amazing well i'm sorry about your lock but i'm glad that they fixed it right away at least yeah because that could have been really yeah it was so weird because i was working on your schedule that day i went to work 8 to 4 30 and it was so oh, weird <laughs> that is so weird oh my god that is like my exact schedule that's funny yeah <laughs> i love that for us okay well I have a lot to catch you up on. Okay, so I'm this ready. week, Angelo planned his date night because he was the planner for April. And I just want to shout out a movie we saw because okay. we went to, first of all, a restaurant called Nomad in Columbus, which I'd never been to. But oh my God, it was amazing. Really? 10 out of a million. Like a million out of 10. <laughs> I said that backwards. 10 out, 10 out, of, out a million. of a million. Rip. <laughs> That'd be bad. A million out of 10. Highly recommend. So good. We had some bao pork buns. We had Ooh. a like Philly cheesesteak, but like, you know, a fancy version. It was almost a little fancy fancy and then we had this like really good chicken sandwich oh my god they have this grill that's like a million degrees and so everything gets really like grilled and like a little charred on the outside but then the inside is like super like soft and nice mm -hmm. it was so good I can't even tell you but we went to the movies after and Angela picked the movie and we saw The Covenant I don't know if you've um, seen any previews for that but no it was a movie it was kind of, it was like a war movie about Afghanistan and like the relationship between the American military and translators that are local to the area that they hire and that work for them and how when we leave that area a lot of times like we say oh we'll give you a visa if you become a translator for us but then sometimes the promises do not get kept mm -hmm. and so it was all about that and how people go into hiding and stuff and it was just so good I don't want to spoil the movie but I just wanted to recommend that to everyone because I thought it was amazing and also though like it was the biggest mood killer of mood killers. I told Angela, I was like, it's a great movie to watch, but now I'm just want to like cry all night because it was so like heavy. Those movies yeah. are so hard to watch. Well, we also know Erica hates movies. So her out here recommending one, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I have to bring this to the people because you know, when I say it, I mean it. So yes. that was fun. But then also yesterday we had, uh, we went out to breakfast with Angelo's dad and his sister Vernita because we are planning our New York City trip. Yay. Really excited. Ours isn't until August. I know you're going soon, which would be so yes. fun to talk about. Ours isn't, isn't until August, but a lot of the restaurants are like, like they open their books right now for reservations. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I've got to plan this early. Yeah. So that's exciting. We have all our destinations that we want to go to. So I can't wait to share. And then we have a patio update. We're officially getting a patio. Yay! Finally. Yesterday, we sent in our request to our condo association, which is a whole thing within itself, but it will, if it gets approved by them, they have to say yes or no, but if it gets approved, it will be done by June 30th. So, oh, wow. If not sooner, probably That sooner. is so quick. So quick. And if we get the yes, if we get the go ahead even sooner, it could be done in May. It just depends on, they could take up to 30 days to get back to us, which is like a long time. So yeah. depends on when they answer, but then we'll start right away. And I'm so excited. Yay. I can't so wait. So we'll have a patio. And my last update is very exciting. So I was telling Marissa a little about this, but I didn't want to spoil it. Yesterday, no, Friday, we had a cookout at Aunt Diane's, which if y'all don't know, Marissa's fiance's name is Kyle. Kyle's mom is Diane. She's yes. my boyfriend's aunt. 
Yes. I know it's a spider web. <laughs> I hope you can keep up. I'm so sorry. But I got to see Marissa's fiance, Kyle. We got to see all of our cousins and everything. And our podcast got brought up pretty soon into the cookout, which I was really surprised about because I didn't bring it up and I wasn't about to because sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm not trying to like be weird. But everyone was like, oh my gosh, we've been listening to your podcast. We love it. Specifically, our cousin Natalie, she was like, oh my gosh, I love the podcast. Can you please upload it earlier on Wednesday so I can listen on my drive to work? And I was like, yes, done. Hence my housekeeping update at the beginning. Um, Kaden, her husband, he told, uh, told me that he loved the house episode, How to Buy a House. And he said, I literally have never heard anyone talk about some of the things you guys talked about. And you were so open and honest. And you said every dollar amount and whatever. Mm -hmm. And he loved that. So shout out Nat and Kaden. Thanks for the feedback. Because that was so cool. Yeah. Obviously, I loved that episode. And um, he was saying that he feels like our level of transparency is what makes us like stand out, which I thought was so sweet and so cute. Well, I've been talking about this with my friends. And like, if you aren't transparent and you aren't open about things, how are you ever going to learn about it? Exactly. Yeah. And then we get these. That's exactly how we have all of these like skewed perspectives of what Mm -hmm. something's supposed to be like the society's perspective of what a woman is is very skewed because we don't not a lot of us aren't honest or like we can't talk about mental health because for so many years we haven't been honest with each other. So I feel like you're exactly right. It's like, how will we how will we be you know, how will we tell you the truth without yeah. telling you the truth? Like, it's yeah, exactly. Or like, what how, it is. Will, how will you grow to like form your own opinions about things yeah. if you aren't informed of other people's opinions and like yes. open? I just feel like the only way to be in the world is open, honest and transparent. And that's how I try yes. and live. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what I said. I said, we will never lose that because you and I will just say anything. Hence the truth or drink where we didn't. Drink. Yeah, because we just said it <laughs> answers all the questions like we just don't care like that. Um, but here's my biggest update on this that I'm very excited to tell you. So everyone was just talking about it. They were very excited. They gave their favorite episodes. It was so cute. And then Oma, our grandma, was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to listen to podcasts. I didn't realize that you guys like were doing this together. I really want to try to listen. Like, can you guys tell me how? And I was like, yes, I think you might have the Pandora app on your phone. I think you can use that. And she was like, I have the purple podcast app. I'm like, oh, yeah, she has Apple podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we were I said, just look up. We run on coffee. That's it. And so that was Friday night. Saturday night, she came to my house because I was hosting a family dinner and she walks in. She's the first one to get here. She's like, Erica, guess what? I was like, what? She said, I stayed up till two in the morning last night listening to you and Marissa's podcast and I binged it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so to Oma. She know. said, I'm trying really hard to catch up by Wednesday. I was like, Oma, there's like 13 episodes. Are you sure? She's like, yes, I'm going to go home and listen to two more tonight and I'm going to binge the rest until I get caught up. Oh, are you shook? I, She's I'm, like our new biggest fan. I know. So shout out to Oma. Hi, Oma. Hi, Nat and Kaden. Hi, Bernita. Hi, Kyle, Angelo. Like Everybody. all these people in our family are being so supportive right now. And it was just so sweet. And I just, she was like, I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night. Guess what I was doing? And I was like, I literally have no idea. What do you mean? She's like, I was listening to the podcast and I just did not expect her to say that. So I thought that was so fun and I was so excited to tell you. Oh, that's <laughs> so exciting. And like, yeah. even if it's just our family, like, I don't care. Just like knowing Same. that they listen and like talk to us, like it's the easiest way to catch up with us. I feel like it is. Yeah. Natalie was telling me, she's like, I feel like I know what's going on in your guys life. I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. It's so fun. And when Oma was expressing like that she wanted to catch up, I was like, it is, I hear you because it is fun to catch up because our weekly updates always build on the last one. Yeah. So it's really fun. And yeah, I just wanted to share that today Aww, because I was so like, how exciting. Cute. So thanks well, everyone listening. Hi, Oma. We miss hi, you. Oma. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm just glad everyone, oh, 
There was another one. Okay. Okay. This is a big one. So Julie, Angela, yeah. my boyfriend, Angela's mom. So she was saying that she just started listening as well. She said, yeah. I've been putting it off, but I want to listen. I want to listen. I just haven't had time. So she finally started listening. She said that. So if you, I think you know that she is a professor at Capital yeah. University. She announced it to her class. Yeah, she gave us a shout out. And that's so believe. cute. I know. So I guess the sticker I gave her, she put yeah. on her water bottle and someone saw it and asked a question or something like that. And she told her class like, oh, you guys are 20 somethings. Like you're the perfect age to listen to my boyfriend's or my son's girlfriend's podcast. Yeah. And so she told her class to listen to We Run On Coffee. Oh, that's so, so cute. High capital students. If any of you are here, <laughs> like, please comment on our Instagram. We'd love to know if, um, you know. Mrs. Dallas you, sent you. Dr. Yeah. Dallas? Doctor? Not doctor. <laughs> Professor Dallas? Yeah. She whatever. about to be a doctor. You got this, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's my catch up. I know it was long, but I was so excited to tell you all these shout outs we're getting. I know. That's so I'm fun. Honored. I it's love so it. so cute. So with that, we better dive in because, yes. girl, we have so much to say. But what we're going to do today is talk about the five love languages, like I mentioned. So I'm going to kind of guide us through this little discussion. I'm really excited. I pulled some definitions for everyone listening. Um, there is a book about the five love languages. That is like what this whole thing started on. And Marissa and I were going to read it and then we forgot, to be fully honest. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very short book. And I think we can all get the idea from um, just talking about it. So if you go to five love languages, the number five, not spelled out, five love languages.com that's where I pulled all this information from so I just want to say that but the premise of the five love languages book is quite simple different people with different personalities give and receive love in different ways by learning to recognize these preferences in yourself and your loved ones you can learn to identify the root of your conflicts connect more profoundly and truly begin to grow closer so that's the definition that they kind of give about what the five love languages are um, and I love these. Me and Marissa yeah. talk about this quite a bit in our own relationships, like what our partner's love languages are, what we thought ours were, which I'm very interested to see what our results were. So today what we did is we took some quizzes. We took what is your love language? What is your apology language? And how well do you handle anger? Which I'm very excited to talk about. But before we dive too far in, I really quickly also want to just give everyone a definition in case you've re- like never, ever heard of the five love languages. This is what they are. The first one is called acts of service. For these people, actions speak louder than words. The second is called receiving gifts. For some people, receiving a heartfelt gift is what makes them feel is what makes them feel the most loved. The third is quality time. So this language is all about giving the other person your undivided attention. The fourth is words of affirmation. This language uses words to affirm other people. And the fifth is physical touch. To this person, nothing speaks more deeply than inappropriate physical touch. So, inappropriate, not inappropriate. Inappropriate. Really inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I love that. Really funny. But so what we did is Marissa and I took the quiz and how these quizzes work is you're taking the quiz, you're answering questions. So it'll say, what's more meaningful to you, getting a hug or receiving a nice gift after your partner's been traveling or whatever. It gives you like a bunch of these scenarios and you pick one or the other and what your results are are the ways that you receive love. So -hmm. these can go both ways, right? Like we can have a love language that we receive love in, which we're going to talk about, but we might give love in a different way, depending on our partner's love language or other people in the world, which is why it's important to understand others, which actually I'm excited to know yours because it helps in the workplace. Like it will help us work together in the pod. It helps us at our real life workplaces. Literally everything in life, the way you communicate with others um, can be improved with these love languages. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I just spewed so much information but I feel like we can dive in. Um, Like I said, the way that it works is we're taking the quiz on how we receive love. 
but it will give you all five la- languages and it will attach a percentage to each. So it's mm-hmm. not like we just have one. It's not like we're just, oh, I'm only physical touch. I mean, some people might get 100%. Yeah. But it breaks it down into percentages and gives you a percentage of each so that you can better understand yourself and, you know, show it to your partner. I showed my Tangela last night. I was like, do you want to wait till the episode comes out or do you want to know? And he's like, I want to know. It's going to be like a couple weeks. Yeah. So let's just dive in. I know that you took your quiz. So would you like to start us off and tell us what your top love languages are? I want you to guess. Ooh, I love that. Okay. I think that your number one love language might be words of affirmation or I'm sorry no acts of service okay that's what I always thought my top love language was was acts of service and I've taken this quiz this is my third time taking it the first time I did get acts of service is my highest one and it's almost tied so it's not yeah it's quality time now but I think that that's really like like a I don't know. It's just like really apparent right now because like me and Kyle are farther apart. And I feel like the majority of like the way that I answer these questions is like reflecting on me and Kyle, not necessarily like in general. Mm -hmm. And so like, of course, I'm going to like want to spend undivided attention with Kyle when I'm not with him 24 seven. So I got quality time as my top one and it's at 37 percent. Okay, okay, that's a fair amount. What is your second? My second is acts of service at 30%. Okay. Okay, so it's so really it close. <laughs> yes. Okay. I could kind of tell that those were your two. And then how do the rest of yours fall? I'm really curious. So third is words of affirmation at 20%. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then physical touch is fourth at 10%. And then receiving oh, wow. gifts is last at 3%. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so that is like so irrelevant to you. Apparently. Yeah. That's so wild. But I love it's this. It's crazy because I love giving gifts. Like I love okay, just like exactly. giving somebody little gifts. And like if you give me a gift, like I literally wouldn't care. I'd mm-hmm. rather you like go and clean my dishes for me because mm-hmm. I I feel like I see that more as a gift rather than like yeah. actually like a receiving like I don't know like something of monetary value. Like if mm-hmm. you were to drive with me to go and like get groceries or whatever like I'd find that so much more helpful than you buying my groceries for me (laughs) yeah that quality time aspect that really does prove yeah that makes sense to me and it it also does speak to the fact of like the way you show love and the way you receive could be so different like you like to give gifts and there's people out there that will really value that so that's Mm -hmm. really cool okay so I wanted to read some definitions um that are like more expanded so uh do you want to guess mine I'll say mine first I think yours is words of affirmation. Okay, so I've taken this multiple times too, and words of affirmation has always been number one. It's not anymore. And I have to say that this is probably the most annoying results I could have gotten for Angelo. I'm almost (laughs) equally everything. Almost equal. So I'm going to go through. My number one is quality time, just like you, at 30%. My number two is a three-way tie. 20% words of affirmation, 20% physical touch, 20% 20% acts of service. And my last one is receiving gifts, but that's still 10%. So oh, I feel wow. like my circle is like, you can see my colors maybe on Zoom are yeah. almost all even, like that's they're the same crazy. size. I'm almost everything. So I showed it to Angelo and he's like, oh my God, that's annoying because now <laughs> it's like, how does he speak my love language? You have to just pick one, speak yeah, all five. You have like, to pick that one. That makes it way harder. <laughs> but I did pull some even deeper definitions that I want to dive into. So both of our number ones, like we said, are quality time. Mm-hmm. And the website um, kind of redefines this. And it says, in the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, 
fork and knife down in all chores and tasks on standby makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. The love language of quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. Hence, quality is like really in there. Yeah. But I feel like I only partially agree with that, which is crazy. Oh, okay. So I, in my life for quality Mm -hmm. time and whatever, I don't think that I necessarily agree with like having like phones away, TV off and everything. Like, yeah. I think like just being with the person is my definition of quality time because I don't really care. Like maybe don't have your phone out, but like I would picture quality time as like even just sitting and watching a movie with somebody and like Mm -hmm. talking with them or like going on a walk. And I think that that's completely okay too. I don't think there has to be like zero distractions because you're still spending that time with them together. Mm -hmm. But I do really agree with like the failure to listen or like plans falling through. Like those things are super hurtful to me 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 too and I totally agree and I remember you telling me recently too that this totally speaks to you is that you said one of my pet peeves is if I texted you the answer to something and then you text me again asking for it no just go up and look like I already told you did you not listen yeah and I hear you because I feel the same way like there's nothing worse than having to repeat yourself because someone's not listening to you and so one of the things that Marissa and I did for this episode was like think about ways that people could speak our love languages Mm -hmm. so actually I think I might want to just kind of go one by one yeah because since mine were all equal I wrote a lot of examples which no worries if you didn't but I want to talk about quality time while we're on the topic so for me I mostly do agree with the full undivided attention thing. I mean, obviously I don't watch movies or anything, but (laughs) I think phones is like the biggest proponent of this. Like people cannot put their phones down these days and I'm one of them. I work on my phone. I do Instagram. I do this podcast. I do my real job, which is social media. Like I do so much on my phone. So I totally get it. But last night, for instance, we had our family dinner and I said, everyone's putting their phone in this basket and it's going to sit over there and Mm -hmm. we're going to talk to each other because when do we ever actually talk to each other? Yeah. And I think, um, So I want to talk about some of the things I wrote down and we can go into yours too. But for a partner, I wrote that quality time to me might look like just taking a drive in the car and like talking, especially when you're driving, you can't be on your phone. So like you have the opportunity to talk to each other. And I also wrote going on a walk and talking or I wrote playing video games. So that's one kind of like you said with watching a movie, that might be my version is like, okay, sure. Like we're on the video game. We're playing the video game, but we're doing it together. We're laughing at the same stuff. We're laughing when we crash into things on GTA. Like it's just a fun quality time moment but then I also wrote a couple more so for co-workers I wrote that quality time with a co-worker might just mean having a meaningful conversation with no phones <laughs> hence no phones yeah no distraction so like when you get I mean for me it's all virtual but when I talk to a co-worker like I'd love for us to talk and for them to not be like typing an email while they're talking oh, to me yeah. or like on slack or responding to a text message like that that is definitely my pet peeve when I see someone on zoom and they're just like looking down at their phone the whole time it's one thing if it's like okay they're listening and they're like interacting with me but they're just looking at their phone you stop talking they don't realize you stop talking it's like okay yeah I hate that and that's like something Mm -hmm. I think that we do really well because like we do like record and like we look at each other on zoom and like unless we're looking at our notes we are locked eye contact the entire time (laughs) exactly and that's what's really hard for I think a lot of people is just being an active listener because we've we're in a generation that is not always that like we yeah have so much going on at all times and we're like looking here looking there we're listening to music listening to podcasts on youtube and we both talk about how we're big consumers too but it is so hard to sometimes put the phone down but um my last one is i wrote for friends 
So aside from partners or coworkers for friends, I wrote having the meaningful conversation with no phone. Same thing. Grabbing dinner together. I love to mm-hmm. grab dinner and like not be on our phones and just like talk like we're eating good food. What's been new in your life? That kind of thing. And just yeah. being fully present in the conversation for me is what's important. So that is how I like to spend quality time. What about yeah. you? So I kind of I like the whole like talking point that you had wrote down. I kind of took it just a little bit differently. So I just cool. wrote I down that. like five ways that like yes. you can show me love or that I like it. I enjoy doing with anybody really. Yes. So I put go on an adventure with me. Yeah. And I feel like that's like really big quality time. Like I just like I love exploring. I love going outside. I love doing new things together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're exploring somewhere new, you're going to be much less likely to get on your phone and like look up things unless like you're looking up a thing to do while you're in the area of course yeah (laughs) Yeah, but literally like I love going on hikes with like anybody I also just like love driving somewhere and like trying out something new or like going to a museum or like anything Mm -hmm. like that I just I love doing that and I love doing it with friends too because this is something me and Kyle have like really valued in our relationship like we really try and like explore things together first because like it's so cool to see somebody's first initial reaction to something and it's definitely looked different now that like we live farther apart of course but like I also just like I love exploring things for the first time with somebody like even if I've been there like just taking them there and seeing their reaction I think it's so cool. Me too. I love that you said that because I always say one of my favorite things in life is taking people to New York City for the first time. Yeah. I just love taking them there and saying like, stand in Times Square and look around. Like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, is not not the coolest thing you've ever seen? And then I just love showing people restaurants that I've been to. So I totally feel that. And I think the best way to put it was going on an adventure. I love that. And like an adventure can be anything, whether it's like just going and seeing like a new, yeah, like a new restaurant driving down a new road or like going to this like new park down the road. I just think it's so fun. I'm obsessed. I think that's a great one. Okay. And then my next one that I put down was help me run errands or go with me to run errands. Like, yeah. I feel like I could do either one. Like, I would be okay Mm -hmm. if somebody, like, went to go to, like, the post office for me. Like, I feel like that would be okay. Or, like, I would just much rather prefer doing it with somebody because I don't know. I was talking about it, I think, in, like, an episode that we did last week or something. And I was talking about how, like, oh, it was our habits episode, how I get really, like, stuck in a rut and I don't Mm want to get up and like do the thing and like that is really big with like running errands I hate running errands so if somebody goes with me and they're like oh I'll just like go with you if you keep me company it's gonna make the experience 10 times better yeah yeah that makes sense even if like you go and do it for me that's fine too but I think I'd much rather just do it with somebody which is like Mm -hmm. that quality time over acts of service I think Yeah, I hear that. One of the questions I remember asking us on the quiz was like, what shows you more love? Something like, I don't know, some random example or when someone runs to do a chore for you, like to do an errand for you. And I'm like, I don't want Angela to like go to the store for me. I want to go together. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. And I think like I would be okay if like Kyle ran to the store for me or if like a friend Mm -hmm. ran to the store for me. But I also think it'd be just so fun to do it together. (laughs) Like it It just makes it makes errands so much easier, I think. Yeah. It makes them like enjoyable versus like a chore chore. Mm -hmm. And then the next one I wrote down was when I start to be introverted, invite me to do things. And I've been a really big like bad. I've been really bad at this recently (laughs) because I feel like 
I don't even know if introverted is the right word, but I get stuck in ruts where I like don't want to leave my house. Like I haven't left my house since 3 p.m. on Friday and it's now Sunday at 11 (laughs) a.m. Like Mm -hmm. I haven't left my house since I got home from work on Friday, which is totally okay. It's okay to like need a reset, but I feel like I get stuck in these ruts. And when I get stuck in the ruts, I don't want to like, I don't want to get out of it necessarily. And it's really hard for me to push myself out of it. But that's okay. And I think, like, if a friend were just to be like, hey, like, I'm going to, like, Target. Do you want to go with me? Like, yes. that would definitely help me get out of my ruts. <laughs> yes. It's that um, accountability partner coming back in. Yeah. It's a swing almost. <laughs> it's, like, someone, like, kind of hold me accountable in in a soft way of, like, just ask me to hang out. Like, let's go do something. Get me yeah. out of my head and get me out of my, you know, my rut. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what exactly. it is. Yeah, Exactly. I love okay. that. Also, shopping with friends is so underestimated. It's so I know. Fun. And like, you don't even have to buy anything. Just like go no, and hang just out. just around. Yes. Just like in high school when you just like walk around the store and that's like something fun to do. I yeah, love doing that. I still love doing it. Heck yeah. <laughs> and Marissa and I are going to the two-story Target. We must. Yes, when I we visit, have to. We must. <laughs> it's almost time. <laughs> yes. I love okay, it. Okay, my next one is send me a message just saying you miss me. And, yes. Or not even just a message. You could even just call me on the phone. And like, yeah. you could just be like, hey, I really like miss like, like last year this time we were doing this and I really just miss that. And yeah. yeah, it like makes you feel a little reminiscent, maybe a little bit sad, but still at the same time, like it just knows that you're like thinking of me. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge for literally anyone with any love language. It's like so important to tell people that you love in your life that you are here like hey I'm still thinking about you like don't think you've been forgotten because I think a lot of us can feel like we've been forgotten but for so many reasons by so many people and for no reason other than you just need to be reminded a lot yeah so I feel like that's huge for that could be huge for anybody yeah and then my last one is help me that help me with chores that I hate doing and same I feel like it it changes I don't have a specific chore that I'm like don't I hate doing that like okay I'm fine doing dishes and I'm fine doing laundry but Mm -hmm. putting away the dishes and putting away the laundry is the worst thing ever I just like I hate finishing the task which is terrible but I just like I could clean my entire apartment and be fine with it. Or I could like put all the dishes in the dishwasher and press start. Or I could put all the laundry in. But you mm-hmm. ask me to fold it and put it away or put away like, the dishes I'm and I'm on strike. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't want Literally, to. Laundry strike. That happens a lot in my house. Yeah. That's really funny. And that's the best thing about living with your partner because I am the opposite of you and I will not clean a dish. Like do not ask me to clean a dish. I'll put all the clean dishes away, but the dirty dishes gross me out. Yeah. So in our house, Angela loads the dishwasher. I unload and he does all hand wash and then he hates laundry so I just do all the laundry so it's nice to find those balances of like you know what you can compromise on but I hear you because some tasks I'm like just don't ask me to do that I'll never do it yeah like one time Kyle was here and like I was stuck in one of my ruts where I felt like I couldn't do like any chores and he knows that I love like him helping me do those things so he like helped me clean like the kitchen and then he like I started sweeping and then he literally followed me with the mop and I was like this is so nice like this Aww. is so helpful and I can't wait for him to move in because it's gonna yeah. be so much easier to like get everything done and feel like I mean I feel like when it's like only on me because like I do live alone I feel like it's so much harder for me to get it done because I'm like oh like nobody's gonna see it unless I like have mm-hmm. friends coming over And I'm also like, well, I'm the only one here. Like, it can't get that dirty. (laughs) Right. I think something in life that's so not talked about enough that we could do an entire episode on is keeping house. 
It oh, is yeah. not easy. We have full-time jobs. We're adults out here. We have partners. Some people have kids. Some people have pets. And to keep your goddamn house clean is like the bane <laughs> of my existence. Like, no, literally. Wh- why is this so hard? And it's like you get off of a full day at work. The last thing you want to do is pick up a toilet brush and go scrub your bathroom. Like it sucks so bad. Yeah. I think more people should be talking about how hard it is to keep house. Like that's a full-time job. Yeah. It really is. Like, it really, really is. It's crazy. I just don't understand it. So Me neither. <laughs> that's nuts. Well, I love your f- top five ways. I feel like they're so good. And um, there's so many things that we can go into next because obviously we have apology languages. But yeah. I want to read really quickly a few more definitions for us of our next one. So we both have a second place of acts of service. So I'll go there. Um, for acts of service, it says, can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibility on your partner uh, speaks volumes. The words he or she most want to hear is, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this love language that their feelings don't matter. F- what? Oh, laziness will tell them their feelings don't matter. Got a little confused. I was like, what? (laughs) Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipients of these acts. So totally agree. Totally hear that. That is a good one. And then I want to talk about um, words of affirmation because I know we both had that um, in our middle. Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the word world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. That's really funny. Mm -hmm. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. I think that's huge to talk about the opposite of words of affirmation, which is like bad words. Like if someone says like, I'm so disappointed in you, that will shatter my soul. I'm done. (laughs) Like those are the things that really get me. So I think that it's also important sometimes to think about like the opposite of these love languages because they can totally go both ways. It could be like anti-love, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another word. Hate like, languages for most. quality time. Like if you're just like never present in your like relationship, yes. like that's going to suck for people with quality time. Is there a top love language or people that have like acts of service is their top love language. If you're never willing to help them out, like that's going to be so annoying. And then just yeah. like you said, with like the bad words thing, that's going to be so like if you're just like being like unnecessarily mean, like yes. that's not helpful. And I feel like that's the same for everybody. It, you don't even have to like have words of affirmation as a love language because I'm very sarcastic. Like I'm yeah. willing to like be silly and whatever. And I know like same. sometimes words do hurt, but like at the end of the day, like we we can still have a joke with each other. A hundred percent. I feel that too. And I just think, I don't know. It's so weird how they, they all work together simultaneously, mm-hmm. the languages. Um, but yeah, they can totally just make you feel discouraged when oh, they're yeah. not being met. Um, so I want to talk about physical touch. This love language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary love language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the head, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Exactly how we were saying. Mm -hmm. Physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. Um, Physical touch is Angela's number one love language. So that is definitely, I mean, as we heard, it is, it's now tied for my second place, but it's like in the middle for me. So that one is hard for me to like get creative with. I'm like, okay, I could do a massage in which uh, I'm bad at massages, guys, and I don't like doing them, but I try. I'm like, okay, how can I get creative though? Because I know that's Angela's top love language and I'm not so good at speaking it. So that's something I'm always working on. 
Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of friends that their like top love language is physical touch. And, oh, like, yeah. I think mine was at 10%. So like obviously mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I just like I've never really been a touchy feely person. Same. Like I never really like I'm not going to run up to you and give you a hug. And like mm-hmm. me and my friends have like this long running joke like if Marissa gives you a hug, like somebody must be dying. Something's wrong. Yeah. Like she doesn't like touch you. Like me and my best friends, Mm -hmm. like we've never touched like literally. And I'm like, this is so weird. But like some of my friends that I have, like since I've moved here, like Owen and Mara, like their top love languages are physical touch. And like they run up to me and give me a hug as soon as they see me. And like, they like know that it's not like my top thing, but it's not like I'm like repulsed by it. So I'm not going to be yes. like, ew, get off of me. But it's just like, oh, like I'll walk up to you and be like, hi, I miss you so much. Like, it's so nice yes. to see you. Like, like how are I you? know. I, yeah. Like, I'm going to say things like that instead of like run up and give you a hug. But mm-hmm. it's I feel like for me with physical touch, like since I know it's not one of my top ones, it's me like learning to be like compassionate to those that that is their top love language I'm so glad you said that because I feel the same way and personally I don't come from like a hugger kind of family and so I know Angela's family like every time we leave or get there everyone like wants to hug you and I'm like okay like like you I'm not going to be like oh I don't want to hug no thank you like I'll give you a hug but it's not my go-to it's not my preferred and sometimes it just feels a little bit awkward to be like the one person in the corner that sometimes I like don't give hugs but everyone else is and I'm like I'm just gonna stand back here and like hope I'll be that person with you I've done it in the past like we're like at family functions and I'm like all right like off to the side like see (laughs) you later so nice seeing you Yeah. yeah I also like I have this thing where I have a hard time saying like love you to family members sometimes like yeah like, love you and I'm like yeah see you next time like <laughs> not in a mean way but so it's just so hard for me but yeah I don't come from a huggy family and I've never been a touchy-feely person either like I used to have friends I don't know if you had this in like middle school and high school even that are like oh my gosh like do you want to cuddle and I'm like no and they're like do you want me to like give you a massage play with your hair I'm like no a lot of girls like love to do that and a lot mm-hmm. of my friends did too and it was something that I just never prefer be me. like I, I could not be me I'm like literally don't touch me also my mom is the same way and so I think that's probably just where it comes from we're just like yeah. not touchy-feely not emotional in general yeah so well my mom is super touchy-feely really and like I feel like it's really weird because like in like scenarios like when I should be like super sad and stuff like she wants to like console me by giving me a hug and I'm like yeah you can console me with your words it's okay yeah literally me <laughs> it's like I don't need a hug I'm good thank you yeah like if you funny. if you give me a hug and I'm sad I'm either gonna break down and like sob or yeah, I'm gonna get so angry and like run away yeah. Like, oh my gosh, last night I felt really bad. Last night Angelo was trying to give me a hug and I like literally pushed him away and he's like, that was so rude. And I was like, I'm sorry, like it was so rude. I and like I hear you. <laughs> yeah. But I just sometimes even get so overwhelmed. Like last night I had a headache and I was like feeling migrainey and I was starting to feel like my stomach hurt and I knew I had like 10 things to do and it was 11 p.m. And so I was just like, it's too much. And I just, the last thing I want is for you to touch me, which is probably so hard for Angela to understand because the first thing he would want is a hug and that would make him feel better. Yeah. So that's the balance that I. I have in my like my personal relationship that I'm like oh my gosh this is it's hard like to speak yeah. other people's love languages that don't come naturally to you yeah it's that's so a sum of what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> it is a lot um the last one I have something to read for is receiving gifts so I want to read this one because I think it's a really nice description it says don't mistake this love language for materialism the receiver of gifts thrives on the love thoughtfulness and effort behind the gift if you speak this love language the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known you are cared for and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you 
a missed birthday anniversary or a hasty thoughtless gift would be disastrous so would the absence of everyday gestures gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly i love reading that one because i know that most all of us think of materialism when we think of receiving gifts we're like okay presents christmas birthday like we think of all the holidays you know that have gifts associated with them or whatever but I want to read some of the things I wrote down because like I said, I wrote down a few examples for each and maybe you have some that you think of too. But Mm -hmm. for me, gifts looks like if someone were to give me a bouquet of flowers, like after a dance performance or something like that is a really cool gift that that really speaks to me. I also wrote a handwritten card or anything homemade. Mm -hmm. So maybe not like buying something per se, but if someone were to write me a card that was like really meaningful, that would like tear me apart. I'll be crying. (laughs) which is not easy getting me to cry in front of you but that would do it because I think that it's the thoughtfulness for me like the thoughtfulness behind whatever the gift or gesture was is really important that's why I want to read the description too because I feel like that is a huge one and in that way I do like gifts yeah I think it's really weird to like be like oh I love gifts like it makes you feel like so like conceited almost but yes at the end of the day like it's just so nice to know like oh they were thinking of me and they got me this like that's the way I think of it because like I do like getting gifts I just don't think that I would think of that as like one of my love languages obviously it was only three percent when I took the quiz (laughs) but like I do I do love holidays like I love my birthday I love seeing what Mm -hmm. people are gonna get me I love like all of the holidays where you do get gifts and it yeah it's just like a new like a new like surprise almost I love surprises and I feel like I yeah I think of that more of like an act of service is like somebody's like throwing me a surprise like Mm -hmm. they're like doing this like to make me happy because they know like I love surprises and stuff like that. But I also think like you can kind of reframe that in like the giving gifts or receiving gifts kind of Mm -hmm. mindset and like. I don't know. I like I like I said, I love giving gifts. And so like yeah. if I'm just like scrolling through Amazon and I see something cute, like I'm going to be like, oh, I'll order that for like my friend or like I'll exactly. order it to their house or whatever. And I think it's so fun just to like see the reaction kind yes. of like I like I said, I, I equate this with acts of service as well. So just like you would love to see somebody's reaction when you take care of some sort of household chore for them. You're going to love to see the reaction when they open a gift that you got them. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. And I think, like I said, these are all percentages. So like, maybe we all have a little bit of each. And that's what I like to talk about it for. Because just like you said, some things could be a gift, but they're also an act of service. And they're also quality time all the same freaking time with words of affirmation and physical touch wrapped in like, yes, exactly. You can hit a a five for I always say a two for a two for one, a five for a (laughs) five for one. (laughs) It's possible. Um, Yeah. So really quickly, I want to run through the rest of my examples. And then we'll move on. Yeah. But uh, for words of affirmation, I don't know if you have any of these that are like key for you, but for me, it's hearing I'm proud of you Mm -hmm. for XYZ. I'm excited about what you're doing. Just like Mm -hmm. how I talked about the beginning, we spent a lot of time talking about people listening to our podcast. That means a lot to me. Just saying that. And I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm here for you or let me know what you need. For Mm -hmm. me, those are like the key phrases that are like, okay, that person like actually really cares about me when I hear them say XYZ. Yeah, I think that all of those like are the same for me. Like, I love all of those. I can't really think of any other examples, but like you said, I'm proud of you is huge. Yeah, I love like I really like having people say like, oh, I'm excited for you. Like, I'm so excited to see like what you're going to do with that or like 
my parents always say they're proud of me and like that's so helpful Aww. but I also love that they're like oh I'm so excited to see what you're going to What's do next? with that yeah. yeah it's almost like those all those phrases kind of speak to I believe in you as a mm-hmm. human as a person yeah. and I feel like that might be the root of it all is like when someone believes in you it feels so amazing yeah I love it. Okay, so for physical touch, I wrote just a few. For me, physical touch, um, the way I receive, the the best ways are massage, hands down. I want (laughs) you to massage my back and shoulders because personally, I carry stress in my shoulders and neck and they are always in pain because I'm always stressed. I also clench my jaw. So I have a lot going on there. So like a shoulder neck massage, yes. Cuddling. And then I wrote just holding hands at the store or on a walk. Just like a simple thing. Those are my biggest like ways I receive physical touch. Do you have any? I feel like mine are a little bit different. So I think the only reason I only really think of this love language in like the terms of Kyle, because like I said, I've never really been touchy feely with like friends and stuff. So I feel like when Kyle, like when I see him after a long time, the first thing that I want to do is like run up and give him a huge hug because like I haven't seen him in forever. And of course I'm going to want to like touch him and like make sure he's real. That's what I always say. Yeah. I'm like, are you real? Pinch me. I'm dreaming. Yeah. (laughs) I know. So I'll like run up to him and I'll like grab his face or like give him a hug. And I really enjoy that. And I know that he does too, because he's like, she's right here. And then, um, I also love like cuddling. Like whenever Kyle and I, like the first time we like ever spent the night together, like we had to cuddle because it was in a dorm room bed. (laughs) And like, of course, and and Kyle's so tall. I know. Of course we didn't fit. But like whenever I got like my, my like queen size bed and like we would have like sleepovers or whatever, like we would never touch. Like we would just look at each Mm -hmm. other and like, stare across the bed (laughs) but I don't know what it's been like in the past like year or so like I can't fall asleep unless we're cuddling and it's wild because like we never used to do that and we literally like looked at each other and like we noticed at the same time kind of that it was happening like we didn't Mm -hmm. notice for like the first couple of months but then we looked at each other and we're like why are we like touching so much when we fall asleep like (laughs) we hate like we hate touching each other like we get so hot when we're falling asleep yeah I don't know I kind of like it and I'm like me too that's just really like, funny it just like completely changed over like the past year and I was like I used to literally be like all right I'm falling asleep get off mm-hmm. of me and like yeah. we would both do that and it was like a mutual agreement like we're falling asleep do not Separate. touch me yes but now like we literally fall asleep like he'll be like behind me watching like a YouTube video and yeah. he'll just like give yeah. me a hug and I'm like all right good night <laughs> literally that's so cute and that's so funny and I don't remember if you said but do you feel like your um physical touch has moved up on your love languages at all since the past two times you've taken it I don't think so no I think okay, I was just wondering about the same because as we like sometimes we like just grow as people with no reason you know because yeah we just grow every year and so I feel like those things can change like for me physical touch has definitely moved up also we are the fall asleep and don't touch each other people because hot <laughs> but no, I, I hear you I still agree with that but I don't yeah. know why it's fine now <laughs> yeah I mean and, uh, yeah I don't know maybe it's you being so far away yeah. Like, you guys weren't so far away before now you see yeah. even less so yeah. I don't know that's maybe that that's is really cool though I love but that. there was one more thing that I was thinking of and I know that yeah. you said that you love like going on walks and holding hands mm-hmm. I hate that because <gasps> I feel like I mean maybe it's because Kyle is so much taller than me and like his steps oh. are longer but I feel mm. like like you're running it just doesn't work <laughs> I feel like he's dragging you down the sidewalk <laughs> Like, sometimes it's nice, like, we'll, like, walk around the store, like, we'll hold yeah. hands, or, like, more more often than not, like, I'm, like, wrapping my arm around his arm, and yes, that's I can see easier, that. because mm-hmm. I feel like, 
our hands get like sweaty. His is so much bigger than yes. mine. I feel like I'm not holding his hand right. And I just become so hyper aware that like our steps aren't <laughs> oh, together. Yeah. And I feel so flustered. And I think that he can sometimes notice that too. Cause I think he really enjoys like holding hands on walks, but I think he mm. can notice that I'm getting like flustered and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my body. And then we're just oh, like, no, gosh. never mind. We're going to walk on like opposite sides of the sidewalk. Yes. It's fine. Just overthinks it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hear that too. Also, it feels like um, a big a big part of both of our physical touches is getting too hot. Yeah. Okay. Get off me. Like I'm too hot. And when you get too hot, everything bothers you. It's like, okay, now I'm too hot and I'm annoyed and I have a headache and I'm hungry. And it just starts building up. I feel like for sure. I I completely agree. Oh my God. Okay. So the last one I have is acts of service. And I know that you'll relate to some of these two acts of service for me is just offering help. So like if I'm doing something and I don't ask for it, but you come up and you're like, do you need help doing the dishes? A lot of times we'll say no, but like sometimes it's a really, really nice just for someone to even say that. Yes. Um, Helping with chores or things I might be too busy to do. And then this is my biggest one. Filling my water bottle. Oh, huge. That's so funny. Huge for the program. I if I have to fill my own water bottle, it's going to be about day. I just always ask Angelo and he's so sweet. Like he knows that that's just one of the biggest ways and he'll always do it. We'll be in bed. Yeah. Babe, could you fill my water? And I always, I'm like, you can say no, I'll get up and do it. And he's like, no, I'll do it. Like I, I know it means a lot to you. So like, I'll go fill it up. That's my biggest one. I don't know why, but it's the most. And I love it. That's so funny. I think that my biggest one is just like helping me whenever like Mm -hmm. I need help. Like if I'm like, oh, I can't do this right now. Like, I don't know. There's been many times like also something else that I think that is like kind of overlooked is like helping somebody break down tasks with you. Like this is something that Kyle and I do often now because like we are far away and he can't always help me with my to-do list because he's far away, but he'll kind of help me like break down like what I need to do and how we can get it done. Like how Mm -hmm. we can get it done, how I can get it done with his help. (laughs) But like yesterday I was like, Oh Kyle, I have so much to do. Like I can't get off of the couch. Like I felt like I was like stuck on the couch and I couldn't get up and I couldn't decide what to start with yeah and he was like okay you're gonna get up it's only gonna take you 30 minutes to like take out all the trash clean your car and then it's fine you can do whatever else you need to and I was like you're yeah. right and him breaking that down really helped me yeah figure out what made I it more manageable to do. yeah yeah exactly I-, I love that and also like when you have help it makes things go faster and then you have more time to do the stuff you actually want to do so it's like yeah a win-win for me when someone asks it like do you need help with that especially Angelo I'll be like yeah if you help me do this we can get done faster and then we can go play a video game or do quality time yeah or whatever so that's huge Absolutely. wow okay well I think that kind of wraps up the five love languages and we are already at 50 minutes of talking about this so I think for the next two we can just talk about our top results and not be too crazy Uh, we could literally do a billion episodes on this apparently I know but something that I found as I was doing research for this episode is the apology language how well do you handle anger and do you feel appreciated at work which I've never heard of any of these I've only done the five love languages I think they must be very new Um, and so Marissa and I both took the apology language quiz and the anger quiz the appreciation at work quiz is not free so we didn't take that one (laughs) but I'm curious about what it is I would like to take it someday maybe but I want to talk about our results for how do you handle anger? This one was very similar to the love languages quiz where it said it's more meaningful to me when someone says this or this Mm -hmm. after basically after an argument or for apologizing, that kind of thing. And there are five love languages here. Not love languages. Sorry. Five apology apology languages. (laughs) So I'll just do them briefly. So the five apology languages include make restitution, planned change, expressing regret, accept responsibility, 
request forgiveness. I hope I didn't repeat anyone. I just said those, but no, you didn't. <laughs> um, we'll go through and say our top ones and then we can describe them. But what is your top apology language? Mine was make restitution at 35%. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a pretty good percentage you have there. Okay. Mine was plan to change okay. at 32%, but my second was make restitution as well. And it came up really high. So I want to talk about just like I said really briefly what these are so plan to change which is my top one is basically someone planning that they're going to change so if someone apologizes to you after an argument and says I'm really sorry that that happened for next time what would you like me to do or for next time this is what I'm going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again I think I think that's what it is these are a little bit more like um what's the word they're like not as clear as the five love languages I would say but that's how I interpreted plan change and for me I find that really important because I just I don't know I like to know like how are we going to avoid this again so we don't just keep running into the same problem over and over and over so for Angela and I that's a nice one so yes um make restitution so this is marissa's number one my number two and this one is about like kind of justice which made sense to me because personally which i'd love to do an enneagram episode um but i've taken the enneagram and me and angelo are big people about justice like we just see like almost like a right and wrong and we want people to be held accountable in a way Mm -hmm. which sounds really really harsh but make restitution says in our society many people believe that wrong acts demand justice the one who commits the wrong crime should pay for the wrongdoing (laughs) it sounds so harsh Um, someone who speaks this love language feels the same way towards apologies they believe that in order to be sincere the person who is apologizing should justify their actions the mate the mate it says mate (laughs) the friend who's been hurt i'm trying to like americanize it for us but the mate who's been hurt simply wants to hear that their mate's still loves them Mm -hmm. so would you like to speak to making restitution at all or like what it means to you I think that it's just like I don't want to have people beat around the bush like I want them to like own up to their mistakes and just be like okay well I made this mistake this is how I'm gonna fix it and plan change was my second one at 31 percent so I think that these two go hand in hand like really well so it's like I know that I messed up. How can I fix it? Or I know I messed yes. up. This is how I'm going to fix yes. it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Preach girl. Because that, those are also my top two. So apparently we're thinking the same way about this. And the way they work together and the way you just said that. Yes. Like yeah. that is what I need. I know I I know I basically in blunt terms. I fucked up. I'm going to fix it. And yeah, this is how. Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh. Preach girl. I'm like amen to that. That is exactly right. What was your number three? Mine was accept responsibility at 23%. And what were your next ones? And then expressing regret at 8% and then Mm. request forgiveness at 4% whoa your percentages are very different than mine so my number one plan change 32 percent my number two make restitution or justice 24 percent my number three is expressing regret at 20 percent so those three were pretty close and then at 12 percent each my last two were requesting forgiveness and accepting responsibility um so really really quickly i will give everyone listening a couple more definitions really fast so we talked about make restitution and plan change those are obviously really important to marissa and i so that's good to know for each other we're going to be able to communicate so well after this Um, i know (laughs) it's going to be great requesting forgiveness says in some relationships a mate wants to hear that their partner physically wants to hear their partner physically ask for forgiveness they want assurance that their mate recognizes the need for forgiveness asking for forgiveness shows that you realize you've done something wrong and that you're willing to put the future of the relationship in the hands of the offended person um, okay so that so, would just be like saying will you forgive me i think is yeah what that means. i don't know why but when i was taking this quiz it gave me the ick like i hate that <gasps> same like, do same. not ask that is me. so funny 
like I hate that. Like if somebody comes up to their, me and they're like, "Will you Can forgive I, me? Will you forgive me?" Like it feels like they're like being insincere, and it literally yeah. makes me want to punch them in the face. Like please do not ever do that to me. That That's why it's four really percent. Like, I don't know so why I got twenty percent, but I agree with you. It's also, so gross. It like, why is there nothing to go with it? It's one yeah. thing to be like, "Oh, I really hope you forgive me for this. This is why this happened, and this is how I'm going to change it." Like, like it feels being like, just and making a plan. I know but, that yeah. we've said this in the past. Like, it feels like like gaslighting is like a big word, but it feels so gaslighting. Mm-hmm. It's like, just please forgive me, and I'm like, shut up. I hate that. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. It gives no promise to the future. It makes like, me so like unnecessarily angry like i literally like i was like cringing reading those questions i was like who wants that (laughs) like please forgive me (laughs) yeah i i I understand that i don't know why mine's so high but maybe i just that gave me the ick less than some other ones (laughs) i guess oh no sorry that was my one of my bottom ones that makes sense that's okay yeah request forgiveness so don't request us for forgiveness we'll say no just kidding yeah (laughs) probably though Um, and then the last one is uh, accept responsibility so it's very difficult for some people to admit that they're wrong this kind of goes with our top two so i don't know why it was so low for me but it makes them doubt their self-worth and no one likes to be portrayed as a failure however as adults we must admit that we all make mistakes I'll stop there because these definitions are super long, but Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's so low for me. It feels like it goes with the first two and maybe it's just the fact of like not providing a solution. I think that's important to us. Yeah, I think solution. Yeah, I got that number three, but I think like, like I said, I think that the first three really like go well together, like the make restitution plan change and accepting responsibility, because I think if you can't be responsible for your own actions, you're never going to be able to grow from it. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. been like a repeating topic that we've talked about over the past couple of episodes. That's true. But I think that those three go well together, like very well together. And then expressing regret and like requesting forgiveness, I feel like it's a little bit different and like expressing regret I also kind of feel like that gave me the ick as well as like requesting forgiveness because if you're just like oh I'm sorry that happened like I don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it actually kind of speaks to our love languages in the way that we said that we're almost not super emotional or super touchy it's like we don't really care about feelings as much as like just fix it yeah it, you know and it almost and I know this sounds so harsh because these are some people's primary apology languages and that's fine like if that's yeah. what you need totally cool I, I like, I'm that. willing to do that for you just don't do it for me <laughs> yes yeah exactly it's almost like um it's just like one of those compromises but I also feel like those two that you were just describing like our bottom two is almost like too little too late it's like we yeah. want to hear you make the change like the biggest, I don't want to like, just hear that you're sorry and I don't want to hear that you like want to change I want to see it yeah, it's, actions speak louder than words, apparently, for us. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. Yeah. Well, that was, I was actually really glad to take that quiz, though, because I did not know there were five apology languages, and I do feel like it was helpful information to have. Yeah. Like, now we know, um, and I'm definitely going to make Angelo take it and see what he gets, because yes. I want to know. I want to be able to, like, be better in an argument or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we have, which we'll say literally so fast, because we've, we've talked a lot. But There's also way less information on have, this one. <laughs> yes, this one's super simple. We have the anger quiz, <laughs> which Angelo <laughs> said I was going to fail, because I do get pretty angry. I have really? like, anger problems a little bit. Yeah. I just get, like, so flustered and like mad and I'm like just be better like humans like I just get <laughs> so angry so yeah let's talk about our results um would you like to guess where I am so there's like a green a yellow and a red meter and it's a gradient going across from left to right would you like to guess what section I, I'm in well I would have guessed that you were in green but based mm-hmm. off of your last <laughs> statement I'm gonna guess that you're at like the top of the yellow like the light yellow Ooh, okay no you you would have had a good guess with the green I am like on the green and yellow cusp okay i'm moving right across where do you land i'm curious where do i land yes there's like this much green showing like i'm all the way at the top 
Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's okay. like barely. So like, I know you guys can't see it, but like Erica's looking at hers. So like there's a yeah. meter and like yes. the green, like you can barely see what's in front of wow. it. I'm almost at the top. Wow. Okay. So if you would like to um, read your results, I'll read mine first, but my results, um, high summary sentence says you are handling your anger well, but you can improve. <laughs> Is what mine says. Says your results are indicative of someone who likely handles your anger well in many situations, but there's still times when your anger is handling you. Recognize the areas where where you are doing well in handling your anger, but also be cautious that your anger is not getting out of hands in other ways. So action steps. It says you would benefit from better understanding the distinction between good anger and bad anger. Good anger, as Dr. Chapman describes it, is a normal response or genuine wrongdoing, injustice, or mistreatment. Distorted or bad anger, on the other hand, is our response to others when we have incorrectly perceived a constructed wrongdoing, injustice, or mistreatment. We don't have all the facts correct in distorted anger. Learn some other key differences in chapter four of this book. They're like, please buy the book. But um, I, I like this. I feel like it makes sense for me. I don't want to get too deep into it because we've just talked for so long, but... I do, I think, just take a lot of things in life personally that sometimes I don't need to. And I yeah. think that some people do that. Like constructive criticism, I'm like, mm. sometimes Angela will listen to the podcast and be like, at minute four, you were like a little quieter. And I'm like, I love you. Just listen to the podcast. Tell me if you like it. It's already put out on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Like, what do you want I'll me to do about you it now? I need it. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes I just take things a little personally and then it turns into anger. But I'm working on it. And yeah, that's my results. I'm handling well, but I could improve. What about okay. you? Mine says, my responses indicate that you generally have a good handle on your anger. You are likely aware of what makes you angry and tend to be intentional in processing your feelings of anger. You likely don't experience too many difficulties from anger-related issues in your personal or professional life. There's always room for improvement, however. Consider the following possibilities for future action. And it says, is there somebody you need to reconcile with? Perhaps you have an issue or conflict some time ago and you haven't taken initiative or effort to repair your relationship. Assuming it's within your power that you can foresee any significant and or intended negative consequences, powerfully consider reconciling and building a relationship with this person, which Mm. I don't think I agree with. If I was mad enough at somebody to end a relationship, I'm not going back to it. And I feel like that also shows that I have a good handle on my anger because I'm not willing to be open to the possibility of getting hurt again. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that one. I'm kind of the same way in that sense of like, yeah, it for me, it's like, I feel like I'm pretty loyal. So it takes a lot to get to the point of ending a relationship or friendship. But once it's done, it's done. Yeah, for sure. Moving along. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited that we did this. That was so much information, but I feel like it was super helpful. And I hope anyone listening will go take the quizzes. I should have said at the beginning that these are free. Uh, yes. Three of them. Uh, not the work one. So we didn't take the work one. That's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you all want to take the love languages quiz and see what you get, it's helpful too. which this is a whole other topic that we could spiral into, but it's helpful too for loving yourself. If your top yes. one is words of affirmation and you're not speaking well to yourself and you're speaking poorly to yourself that's going to hurt so much if that is your love language so yeah definitely it's so applicable in so many facets of life I can't even get into it because we'd talk for another an hour 
it's so good though so i hope you all enjoyed listening to this and yeah any final words marissa i don't think so just learn how you love learn how you love yourself learn how you love everybody else around and love more love spread love spread love and spread peace i love it (laughs) oh my gosh well thank you guys for listening you know the drill rate us give us five stars follow us on instagram find us wherever you find your podcasts you guys know how to do it and with that i'm erica and i'm marissa and and we we run run on coffee. coffee bye